You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Former police investigator Greg Kading says that the rapper Tupac Shakur's killer talked himself to jail. Kading was reacting to the arrest of Dwayne Davis or Keefe D, the man charged with Shakur's murder nearly three decades after the incident. The hip-hop legend was shot multiple times in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas in 1996. Davis, a former L.A. Crips gang leader, was indicted by a grand jury in Nevada last week for his involvement in the case. For more on this, we're now joined on the line by Greg Kading, a retired Los Angeles police detective who spent years investigating the killer or the killing of rapper uh, Tupac Shakur, as well as Biggie Small. So very good morning to you once again, sir, and welcome. Ah, good morning to you, and thank you very much. Good I want, to be with you. I want you to first take us back to that night uh, when the, the hip-hop legend Tupac Shakur was shot in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas in, 1990, in 1996. What happened? Well, Tupac Shakur and the uh, CEO of his record label, which was Death Row Records, and the CEO, Suge Knight, and the rest of the entourage had gone to Las Vegas, Nevada to watch a fight. After the fight was over, Tupac got into his own fight in the lobby of the casino, and he got into a fight with a gang member named Orlando Anderson. Orlando Anderson was a gang member from Los Angeles, and after Tupac and Suge Knight and the other members of their entourage beat Orlando Anderson up, Orlando and his uncle, Keefe D., the man who was indicted, went and retaliated by shooting Tupac. Now, as far back as 1998, Dwayne Keefe Davis has openly admitted uh, that he was the, uh, the, a front seat passenger in a car from which the fellow passenger fired the shots that killed Tupac Shakur. In 2009, we believe that Davis even confessed his involvement to you as a detective in the case. So why do you think it took so long to arrest him? Yeah, it is a very complicated situation. When he confessed to his role in the murder in 2009, it was done under what is known in America as a proffer session. And it's a situation where an individual can come, sit before law enforcement, sit down with the police, and divulge incriminating information without that information then being used against him. It is not immunity, but it is a form of our Fifth Amendment rights of self-incrimination. So we could not use that information. However, he then began to go out and publicly boast about his role in the murder. He was writing books and going on documentaries and going on podcasts boasting about his role in the murder. And it was that information that ultimately led Las Vegas Police Department to indict him and arrest him. Mm -hmm. Now, Davis has said in a memoir that he's one of two living witnesses in this case. Is Davis the only suspect in the case who's still alive? And do you suspect that there might be more conspirators? I believe that Davis is the last man standing The other three occupants in the vehicle with him that night, including the shooter, the trigger man, Orlando Anderson, who was the one that actually got into a fight with Tupac, 
and the other two people in the car. Everybody has since passed on except for Davis. He's the last man standing. Now, driving um, Shakur's car was Death Row Records founder Suge Knight, who is currently in prison on an unrelated manslaughter charge. Why do you have doubts that Knight would help with the prosecution of Davis? Or could he? Well, that's a, that you asked earlier about why it took so long. Nobody was cooperating with the investigators that were trying to solve Tupac's murder, including Knight. He continually lied about his about everything that had that could have solved the case. In fact, when he was in the car sitting next to Tupac and Davis and the other and the shooter pulled alongside, they looked directly at each other. Suge Knight and Davis are childhood friends. They know each other on site. Suge Knight could have solved Tupac's case in twenty four hours had he cooperated. But he chose not to because of the gang culture where they do not cooperate with law enforcement. They decided to try to take the matter to the streets, and a big gang war started between Suge Knight's gang and Dwayne Davis's gang after that night. Now, the strength of this prosecution lies solely on the confession that Keefe D made since 2009. So do you think now that Davis will fight this case by taking it to trial, and do you think they might be a, there might be a plea agreement in this respect? Well, you bring up some great points, and I think all of those will happen. I think that initially I think Davis, on his arraignment the day after tomorrow, is going to plead not guilty. But in time, when it gets closer to potentially facing trial, I believe that he will take a, a plea agreement for a lesser charge for a lesser sentence. I think that he will ultimately plead out to a lesser charge of first-degree murder, first murder with second-degree murder. And, and what sentence do you think that would, uh, would Davis receive if, uh, if that is the case? I would suspect that that would be a sentence wherein he still has some hope of getting out of prison at some point before he dies of old age. I would assume that a second-degree plea agreement would land him somewhere in the area of 20 years. If he gets convicted of first-degree murder with a gun enhancement and a gang enhancement, he'll get life without parole. Mr. Kading, I thank you so much for your thoughts. Uh, Mr. Greg Kading is a retired Los Angeles police detective who spent years investigating the killing of rappers Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.